really need to tell better stories instead of complaining about it, right? What if we right. just start telling the stories and really flood the airwaves with something different? Okay, friends, welcome back. Uh, episode 30. And this is kind of a... I hesitated to even do this because I'm going to talk about COVID-19 and part of me is so tired of thinking about it and talking about it and reading stuff about it and all of the stuff that's out there. But I want to talk about um, being a small church pastor. And here we are in the middle of pandemic. None of us have been here before. None of us have pastored through this. And I can't really talk from, the only perspective I can bring is as someone who's pastoring a small church, because that's, that's my context. And I think I'm a little frustrated with some of my friends who, you know, they have positivity in their top five strengths. And, you know, I, I think if I hear one more person say, you know, God is in control, he's going to take the wheel, everything's going to be fine. I understand all of that. But I'm also a realist, and, and we realize that this is going to affect us. It's going to affect us somehow. And, and so ignoring the fact that maybe we're concerned about some of these things is not really helping us. So I just want to put four things out there right now that I, especially with us potentially being closed down for two months, the things that are worrying us. So one of them obviously is finances are worrying us. And we recognize that, you know, if people aren't here, they don't give. That's just a reality. We know that. And we still have to pay bills whether they give or not. You know, the DTE still, the electric company still wants their money and phone company. And, and, and if you're a small church like us, big chunk of our congregation are formerly unchurched. So they didn't grow up with tithing as part of their life. So that's it's just a reality. People aren't going to give if they're not here, or the majority of people, I should say. And then a lot of us, a lot of our congregations are being affected by this uh, quarantine. So if you're not working, even if you do tithe, 0% of, or 10% of zero is still zero. Last time I did the math, and our, you know our congregations are being affected, and then um, Easter is coming, and right now we're looking at not being able to be together for Easter, which I don't know about you, but for us that is still our biggest Sunday of the year. Um, Ugly sweater Sunday in December and back to school Sunday; those two are pretty close, but uh, the, the three of those together, those are our big Sundays. So. Easter Sunday is big, big. Uh, we really connect with our community at this time of year. And, and so we, we're losing all of those connections. Um, also, if we really are closed down for eight weeks, which is pretty much two months, those of people who, you know, they already only come maybe once uh, every four to six weeks, um, they are learning a new habit. And that new habit is not showing up on Sunday. And so some of those connections that we have with people are going to be severed. And then there's just momentum. Each congregation is different, but for us, we're getting ready to 
roll out some new things and we had a lot of momentum. And so this kind of, uh, it really affects the momentum that we have going here at this time. And so all of those things together begin to wear on us and it becomes frustrating. Some of us have moved from concern straight to anger, uh, or, or fear because it's just so much out of our control and you, we really can't even plan. Usually we have some kind of an idea of what to plan for or when to plan for. You know, we're planning two weeks out, three weeks out, uh, but all of that is up in the air and everything is out of our control. So I just want to talk about some things that we can do as pastors of small churches because I, know, I can't speak for large churches. So here, are, so here are some of the things that we can do, some of the things that we are doing. We are really being intentional about our pastoral calls. We can still do that. We can actually call people on the phone. They will not get a virus by us calling them on the phone. Texting is great. Emails are great. Messaging people on Facebook. But there's still something about talking to someone, hearing their voice, that is encouraging, especially to our, our vulnerable population. Uh, so we've been having some great conversations with people, just grateful that we're thinking about them, that we're checking in on them, um, that we're praying for them. I, I just want to encourage those of us who are small church pastors to really double down on our pastoral calls. Uh, and that includes pastoring the sidewalks. So Today it's 50 degrees, and for Michigan, that is pretty mild in March. Um, and so I was out walking in the neighborhood uh, in the area surrounding our location where our building is, our facility is, and just being able to wave to people, how are you doing? We've seen a lot of our regular dog walkers and been able to have some conversations with them and just encourage them, see how they're doing. So I, encourage, so I want to encourage you to get out there and pastor the sidewalks, We've set up, we started making, and part of our pastoral calls, finding out who needs deliveries. So do they need you to run to the store to get some eggs and milk? Uh, I don't know that you can find toilet, toilet paper, but, you know, maybe you can borrow two or three rolls from somebody else that has, you know, 150 rolls and pass them on to somebody else in your congregation. We can dial up on our blogging. Uh, if you don't have a blog, first of all, I think pretty much every small, small church pastor should have a blog. They're free. It's an easy way to keep connected with your congregation, even if you do a 50-word thought of the day or devotional. Um, but double down on your blogging. We can do videos, and most of us have smartphones now, so you can do a short little three-minute video on your phone and post it on your website, post it on your Facebook page, your Instagram, whatever. Use some of those things. We're, we're using those those resources right now. I'm working on my one-year preaching calendar because eventually I'm going to be able to preach to people in person again. And so just keep working on that. And I, I do want to encourage you to do something, even if you, know, you might not be able to stream your services, but you can do something. Uh, you can do a five-minute video on your phone, a 10-minute video on your phone, and post it somewhere. Post it on your website, post it on your Facebook, post it on your Instagram. And then I'm making a point of every single day to spend 10-15 minutes of the things that I'm grateful for. 
And I, I think that is really important because we can become overwhelmed. You know, today I got the mail and there were bills in the mail that I don't know, I think we'll be able to pay them, but we need to focus on the things that we are grateful for and the ways that God is working. Uh, Sunday we had, you know, about 15 people who participated, joined us in our online worship gathering um, that have never been in this building. These people in particular, I know they don't have a, a place to worship. They don't have a church. And even if they don't join us next Sunday, at least one Sunday, they heard the gospel. They were connected in a way that they've never been connected before. Uh, and so we have to we have to be grateful for these opportunities that we've been given. And then I want to encourage you to start planning that first Sunday back. Uh, we are anticipating that first Sunday back. And right now we are planning to just give it all we've got. We don't know when it's going to be, but we are trusting that at some point we will be back together again. And we just want to go above and beyond. You know, think of whatever you do for your big Sundays of the year. We always do something really big for back to school Sunday, uh, which is the first Sunday after Labor Day weekend. We, we have some, a big Sunday in December. That's our ugly sweater Sunday. So whatever you can do for your congregation, what are the things that speak um, over the top in your context? So start thinking about those things now and planning for that first Sunday back. I will tell you, I've, I, I think I have gotten, I don't know, 30 emails from megachurch pastors this week across the country. And a lot of them, well, I mean, they're telling you, oh, this is, we're going to do this webinar free to help you pastor your people through this COVID-19 virus. But at the end of it, they want to sell you something. And it is, I'll just tell you, it is frustrating. As a small church pastor, it is frustrating that our brothers and sisters in Christ, who are mega church pastors across the globe, are somehow or across the country, are somehow benefiting um, while the rest of us are are struggling to stay afloat. But you and I, we can take back that control. We have uh, a community of faith, people who who know that we love them, know that we care about them, and this is the time for. For you as a small church pastor to shine. This is the time when you rally around your community. This is the time when it doesn't, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be bold. What they want to know more than anything is that you care about them, that you love them, that you're praying for them, that you're just willing to sit and listen. Some of the people in our congregation, they just need somebody where they can just vent and they can just be frustrated about all of these pieces. You have moms and dads who are trying who are trying to work from home and do their work while also trying to educate their kids and keep them from <laughs> keep them from uh, driving each other nuts, right? It's not Christmas break, so they don't have new toys to keep them busy. There's no uh, going to the movies. Uh, going to the ice rink, there's none of that. And so they just need you to really to love on them right now by listening to them and, and caring about them. And as a small church pastor, you have the advantage because your mega church pastors out there 
They're not doing this. They're not getting on the phone and spending six hours in their office calling each person individually. They're not loving on them. They don't know the stories of their lives like you do. And you're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. The gospel is going to continue to thrive and it might even surprise us in the next two months. If we really stick to the basics of what it means to pastor our people, I think at the end of this, we're going to be stronger than when we went in. I'm praying for you. These are my whatever two cents, putting my, putting my two cents out there. You're going to be okay. And that's not just positivity speaking. We know we're going to be okay because we've never been in a pandemic, but we have been in tough times before. And Jesus will walk with us through these days. 